Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. And welcome to a Wednesday, September 21st episode edition. Yes, and I looked it up yesterday. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow is the first day of fall. First day of fall, we made it. Happy fall, y'all, because probably you'll be listening to us tomorrow, which would be Thursday. But Most likely. Some of you may get right up in there as soon as we publish Wednesday night. <laughs> so when are you allowed to officially start eating and drinking autumnal foods? Well, as someone, pumpkin spice as especially. someone who has been using pumpkin spice nut pods since July, That's true. I would say whenever you darn well please. My wife is essentially a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. Just got a green top. Um, yeah, no, I was wondering that because it's very weird being down here in Arizona, and this is the first fall we've had. Yeah, we've 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 spent down here. Well, we spent the ed the end of last fall here. November. November. That's fall. Yeah, it's fall. It's fall. But anyways, but anyways, you know, I think for a lot of us, most of us. Uh, associate fall with putting away the shorts getting out the pants breaking out the sweatshirts your beer tends to get a little darker a little heavier because there's different flavors you know it's colder there's different flavors it's hard to have a dark heavy beer when it's 105 degrees outside which is why i'm bringing this up because i'm in total wine the other day and i turn the corner and what do i see i see a gigantic gigantic display a pumpkin head from shipyard. Well, it's for back home, right? And I'm telling you, I wish I bought a six pack of it because it's 80 degrees and a little muggy here. And I got to tell you, it's it's a little little autumnal. If it wasn't muggy, it would it, feel autumn. If it wasn't mu- muggy, it would be really nice right now. We're having one of eh, 15 days a year where we get rain. Max is kind of upset about it. It's not doing anything for my mood. We're I'll tell not, you that much. We're not having it, which is a shame because we don't get very many, so we should be, like, cozy. But, you know, it's just a little too hot to put the fire on. Yeah, exactly. That's the issue. So it's, it's not real cozy. Yeah, and it's not like a storm where it's, like, an entertaining storm where you can say it's just, it's just dry. It's just, it just sucks. <laughs> Frankly, the weather sucks. There's no other way to put it. There's only one way to describe this. The weatherman goes on TV tonight. You ought to know what he's going to go. He's going to go, hey, this stinks. Today stunk weather-wise. That's all he has to say. This is uni- universally, this is terrible, crappy weather. Um, okay, now that we've gotten that out now of that the way. We've gotten that, now that we've gotten that out of the way, welcome to the show, everyone. Um, you know, it was shaping up to be another really slow news week. Mm-hmm. And today. Yeah. 
we get something from the state of New York. Oh, what are they doing? Well, the state of New York, um, they're going after they're going after Trump. For well, let's uh, let's 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 pull let's pull this up from the start. So so today the big news was that um, was uh, uh, Letitia. I want to get it right. Let, Attorney General, State Attorney General Let, Letitia James, Democrat, New York. Um, filed a civil lawsuit today against Donald Trump, three of his adult children, and the Trump Organization, um, alleging they were involved in an expansive fraud lasting over a decade that the former president used to enrich himself. And um, if you're interested, you can go into the nitty-gritty of it. There's a lot of inside baseball, a lot of it. But, but basically what this issue surrounds is something that's very subjective, okay. right? And I want to start out with that because, and, and start out to where I got my information from for this because um, Fox News even cut away from this press conference. It's, this is like, it's like the Mar-a-Lago thing once again. You start going into the details and, it, and all of a sudden everything starts to blend together because there's just a lot of minutiae. There's a lot of, you know, oh, you know, could he have done that? Could he have not have done that? What does this even mean? You know, and it's just very hard. It's very hard. And the difficult thing with Trump is that it's really hard to get a legal analysis of a legal situation that the president finds himself in from someone that isn't either A, completely nuts Trump derangement syndrome. Oh, my gosh. Not only should he be in jail, they should execute him on the spot. Two, Donald Trump could walk down the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot someone and I'd vote him for president. Yeah. Right? There's like not there's, a lot of in between. There's not a lot of in between when it comes to assessing Donald Trump, which makes it very difficult to have a sober look at a situation. Yes. And so the one person that I've kind of zeroed in on is not a talking head. It's not Jonathan Turley. It's not Andy McCartney. But the one person I've seen and Trump people are going to hate me for saying this, but the one person oh I've seen who gives smart, objective analysis on the legal problems that Donald Trump has found himself in is former Attorney General Bill Barr. Oh, boy. And the reason I've been turning to Bill Barr and looking what he's had to say about this stuff is because this is a guy who is a true believer in the conservative cause. There's not a single Democrat that Bill Barr trusts enough that to, to, he doesn't, he, you know, he, 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 Bill, Barr, Bill Barr has no time for the left. He has no time for Democrats. He has no time for liberals. He knows they're scoundrels. He knows that they're after him. He doesn't trust them as far as he can throw them. That's Bill Barr's take on Democrats. And if everyone wants to disagree with me about that, we can go through the social media history of every Republican and conservative getting all worked up in a lather <laughs> over Bill Barr's testimony to Congress while he was Attorney General during the Trump administration, and he basically gave the middle finger to the Democrats every single time. Why? Because Bill Barr does not like Democrats. He doesn't like leftists, and he thinks leftists, leftists are destroying the country, which makes him, in my mind, someone who would be a great Republican Attorney General for a third time. <laughs> but anyways, Bill Barr has obviously been critical of President Trump because mm -hmm. President Trump asked Bill Barr to break the law on his behalf, and Bill Barr said, I'm not going to jail for you. Thank you so much. I'll go find employment elsewhere, right? Yeah. And if you don't think Trump has asked people to go to jail for him, 
ask his CFO, ask Michael Cohen, one of whom is recently out of jail, the other's heading to jail. <laughs> so Bill Barr's got some evidence here that says maybe sometimes, maybe if I do this, it's probably not going to end well for me. It might end fine for him, but it might not end fine for me. And that's the whole disagreement, right? It's personal. It's not political. It's not policy. It's totally personal between Trump and Bill Barr. Bill Barr does, Trump doesn't like Bill Barr because Bill Barr wouldn't break the law for Donald Trump. Okay, so that's it. It's not an ideological thing, which I think makes his analysis of this situation really, really smart because Bill Barr doesn't have any personal animus toward Donald Trump. He doesn't care about Donald Trump. He's saying, hey, look, le law that legally can't do that. Legally, you can do that. Um, and so with the Mar-a-Lago stuff, Bill Barr was like, you can't, you know, he was like, you can't, you can't just declassify things. That's not how this works. There's processes for it. However, for this New York Attorney General thing, Bill Barr pointed out several things, some that I saw right away, some that I didn't notice right away about this and about how this is a complete political hit job. And that's what he said. This is a, a pure political hit job from start to finish. And the first thing that he picked up on and that I picked up on is that Letitia James started this off with a catchphrase. Right? She workshopped a phrase for this press conference. Oh, what was it? She said, this wasn't the art of the deal. This was the art of the steal. Uh. Right? So there and then you know that this has been workshopped, that she's given this speech in front of a mirror, in front of people several times. Are you trying to times. say that she's not naturally this clever? I'm trying to say that when you come up with a canned phrase like that, <laughs> she's probably got a trademark ready to put it on T-shirts. You know, like that's that's what I'm talking about. So right there and then that kind of lowers the credibility of your argument. If you're coming up with catchphrases for how you're trying to get someone. Yeah. You know, you're not a football player. You're an attorney general. Maybe try to act like one. Number one. So that was the first thing that I saw. Flippant comment. Number two, Bill Barr pointed this out, and I thought this was really smart. This is not a criminal complaint. This is not mm. a criminal lawsuit. This is a civil lawsuit. The barrier that the state has to, the, the threshold that the state has to cross in order to prove that Trump, the Trump organization or Donald Trump himself did something wrong mm -hmm. is a lot lower in this than, than, than in a criminal case. Yeah. Right. So that's the second thing he pointed out. He's like, he's like, so first of all, we, first of all, she kind of just telegraphed that this is totally political. She got an office saying she was going to go after Trump. All she did was talk about going after Trump. And he said, like, it's a very unprofessional environment. Mm. If you're going to use your, if you're going to explicitly state, you're going to use the power of an elected office to go after one of your enemies, that's inappropriate. That's inappropriate behavior, no matter what side of the aisle you're on. And so I thought that that was another great thing that he pointed out. That it's like, hey, look, they're not even throwing the book at the guy. They're just, they're just trying to annoy him. They just mm -hmm. want to annoy him. The third thing Which that Which I feel like shouldn't really be allowed. I mean, <laughs> right. And if you look through it, like, yeah, the valuations are very goofy. You know, he values Mar-a-Lago at, you know, three quarters of a billion dollars, right? Mar-a-Lago is not worth three quarters of a billion. Three quarters of a billion dollars. It's not worth seven hundred fifty million dollars. Okay? Intuitively, you know that. Like golf clubs that lose money are not worth one hundred twenty-seven million dollars. Like Trump Turnberry. Now, I actually think he actually undervalued Trump Turnberry. <laughs> I would argue that Trump Turnberry is worth a lot more than one hundred twenty-seven million dollars based on the history of that golf course when it comes to the Open Championship. But there's other things, you know, grossly inflating all of this basically to make him look really wealthy and do do two things one skip out on taxes number one get more loans from banks to do more things and make more money 
Um, Bill Barr made a really good point that I kind of missed while I was reading this. Because he goes, real estate valuation is subjective. Yes, well, it's whatever a buyer is willing to pay. Correct. Correct. Exactly. And that's the point. So how could you possibly say that these items are not valued at what he's saying they are when you do not know if someone said, you know, I'll pay $750 million for it. I'll pay $120 million for it. Yeah. If someone made a flippant comment like that to Donald Trump, would that not give him every reason to think, hey, you know, I might be sitting up more than what I thought? <laughs> Just a hunch. But that's the point. But that's, that's the point that Bill Barr was, was throwing out there. And the other thing that he brought up is that they're bringing the kids into it. And he's like, that's how you know. He's like, they don't have anything on the kids. The kids mm. have nothing to do with this. Why would the kids have anything to do with their father's financial records that are worked on by his accountant and his attorneys and don't go through the children? Yeah. Right? So the kids don't know any about, anything about this. Yep. And so I thought that it was, it was really great to see someone of a very, a very, and Andy McCartney said the same thing. Like McCarthy said the same thing. It's very unlikely they found anything criminal, right? There's nothing criminal in this. They just want to annoy him. So what did they think would be the end result? That it would get dropped and it's just, it's just a circus? It's a circus. It's to, it's to, it's, it, they think that, they think the result is two things. One is to help her, you know, she's, she's trying to run for office, doing very poorly in the polling. Um, not a particularly likable person. So they think it's trying to, trying to, you know, get so out in the news. They think the other thing They think thing it's not, a, it's that and not that the FBI raid didn't get them where they wanted to be. No, it doesn't have anything to do with it. It's okay. a different case. Yeah, this is just about this is just about her thinking that he kind of skipped out on some taxes, maybe. Allegedly. Allegedly. But it's really small potatoes. It's a really small thing that I mean, we're talking about, you know, like I said, is civil suit. This is the kind of stuff that I would, well, <laughs> who knows if Donald Trump wants to take something like this to trial and have all his finances get dig it through. But uh I would I would assume that this is something that's probably Probably not going to go anywhere past a couple of headlines. Um, you know, I saw I saw a, a, a comment. I forget who made it. Uh, it was another commentator. Um, I think left of left of center, but they they made a comment that I definitely agree with. That Donald Trump doesn't care about this thing, this civil nonsense right here. This is just annoying. Why do I have to deal with this? Right, and he doesn't care that much. Well, he cares a little bit about the Mar-a-Lago stuff, but that's more just the continuing beef. He goes, but the thing that Donald Trump does not want, which is what they're starting to do, is to dig into the PAC money. Because if it showed that he fleeced his supporters, that's, a, that's something he can't. He will have a very hard time coming back from. Yeah. And that's, that's going to be the interesting one. And that's the one that, that, that we're going to be paying attention to to hear, but um, it looks like, you know, another day of uh, wackiness from the, the left trying to use the, the legal system to, uh, to annoy uh, Republicans, to annoy President Trump, for not really any good reason, you know, other than he's, uh, he's boastful. So it's, a, so it's a day that ends in Y. It's a day, exactly, Katie. It's a day that ends in Y. Um, you know, the next thing I had on our list is talking about days that end and why the Biden economy collapsing in front of our eyes. I'm sorry. Did it recover or just falling further down the cliff? Well, 
You know, you, you know what happened to Trey Lance this past Sunday? Oh, the thing you said, don't look, it's terrible. Don't look? Yeah. yeah thing, don't look. Okay, so you know how theoretically you could probably get a broken ankle with ligament damage to heal by taping it up in the right place and just kind of letting it sit there? Maybe when the tape gets a little loose, maybe add a little tape. A little band-aid or something you know he, oh you're in a lot of pain here take a couple advil maybe crush up a couple of kids time and i'll put in a yogurt for him okay that's what we've been doing to the economy for the past three years uh-oh that's not good okay we've been feeding children's aspirin when things get bad gas prices get high oh let's drag the strategic petroleum reserves down to their lowest level in 50 years Let's throw $6 trillion at the problem. Let's forgive student loans. Shuck another trillion in. So at some point. I thought the plan was to pump it until after the election would happen. Well, that's what I'm surprised, too. That's or, what I'm surprised, too. Or maybe too. that was the plan. It's just not if working people, out. If people start losing their jobs right now, I mean, this could be a really, really. And, and this is what, what they're bracing for. This could be a really nasty, nasty fall and winter for America and the world. Energy prices are going up. Ukraine and Russia are still going at it. We haven't had a winter with all of these supply chain disruptions happening at the same time. When did the Ukraine started in the summer? February. Yeah, it was winter. It was cold. Well, we were coming out of it, though. I mean, there were still plenty still of places yeah, that needed. But, but the, the point—the point being—is that we're, you know, this is this is we're we're heading into an interesting time of year, and it seems like a lot of things are all converging into one. And this seems to be the race right now. Can the Democrats beat the clock on the recession? Because if people start losing their jobs in October, it's going to be a red wave. If people start losing their jobs after November, the Democrats are going to be the luckiest party in modern political history. And come January, they're going to have an approval rating of 20%. Mm. So that's where we are. And I also wanted to go over a little polling since now that we're, uh, we're in this time. And then we're going to jump over to some, to some lighter, lighter news. Um, but I saw that... Uh, <clears throat> There are some new polls in Arizona, and um, that 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 came out, um, and I literally just closed the tab that I was going to. Fantastic! Um, you don't know the trick? Reopen, close tab. I don't know how to do that. Oh my goodness! Do you even know about the carrot? I don't even know about the computer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I should be like that guy in St. Louis that went after his. Oh, this is super media inside baseball. <laughs> this guy, this radio host in St. Louis, made got made fun of by his on hair co host. Thought like he like wasn't able to do something on his computer. Yeah, like, he's just like she kind of like joking with him. And during the at, during the commercial break, he went on like a four minute rant, called her like fat, horrible, terrible mother, like just like ripped her down personally. Needless to say, his key card air? did not work when he came into the office this morning. <laughs> You can't do that. Uh, let's run through some polls. Um, I do want to say, when looking at the polling information here, there's one thing that I saw a lot of, which is that our really strong incumbent Republican governors don't have a single thing to worry about. 
which I think says a lot about our Republican governors. We've got a lot of really good Republican governors out there that are doing great things, you know, and none of the Democrats can sniff them. Um, you know, when we get to the, the Senate race, that's when things get a little more interesting because even Republican incumbents aren't reaching the same levels as their Republican, the Republican Senate incumbents aren't reaching the same level as the Republican governor incumbents when it comes to these races, which is, which is really, really interesting to me. Um, I think it says something a lot about how the Republican Party governs at a local level versus at a federal level. Mm-hmm. We're not really great at governing at a federal level because our philosophy is we shouldn't be doing this. So we're kind of really bad at it, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, we feel dirty. Like, we're not supposed to be passing these laws at a federal level. This is supposed to be at the state level. What are we doing here? We love gridlock. Republicans love gridlock. Gridlock is a feature of this system. It's not a bug. But... People want stuff done. And Democrats go, well, we'll do stuff. We'll give you free money. So it's a little harder for Democrats, Republicans at the federal level to get, that, to get elected than at the state level. Or at the state level, people know. You want to know what Republicans are going to do? My kids are going to be educated. Mm-hmm. And, and companies are going to come to the state and start building and start bringing in jobs. Yep. Okay? That's what people want. Republicans do a great job at that. And that's why there are a lot of Republican governors in a lot of blue states. Because when push comes to shove, at the local level, at the smallest of level, at the level of government that impacts you the most, people want to be governed by Republicans. Mm-hmm. And at the level of government that impacts you the least, people just want to hear really nice flowery things. So then they elect Democrats. <laughs> and then the Democrats get in the White House and we go, oh my gosh, what do we do? These people are nuts. Um, but anyways, Florida Senate. Rubio looking strong. Florida governor, obviously Ron DeSantis is going strong against that wet blanket, Charlie Crist. Um, Ohio governor, this is where you see it. Ohio governor, DeWine, incumbent, he's up 16 points. J.D. Vance running against well-known Ohio congressman, Tim Ryan. J.D. Vance is in a tie. Statistical heat. One-point lead. One-point lead. We go to governor. Georgia governor, Brian Kemp, strong incumbent. Defeated a primary opponent by a lot. Um, he's up six in his race against Stacey Abrams. Hmm. Uh, Herschel Walker is usually either down or tied. Right? So the gap in Ohio is 15 points. The gap in Georgia between governor and Republican Senate is eight points. Hmm. Now we can look at this and go, oh man, like we got a problem with our candidates, which is one way to look at it, the glass half empty way of looking at it the glass half full way of looking at it he goes gosh we got we could we could we could make some we could we could really really take over the senate we just got to stay on message we just got to keep doing our thing we got to get our governors to pump up our senate candidates (laughs) that's what we need to do we need to get and we need to get more of our governors running for senate That, that that might also be the biggest thing but i want to run through this um you know, New Hampshire, same thing. Sununu's going to walk to re-election. Um, frankly, Hassan's going to walk to re-election. <laughs> I don't understand how any, like, how that jives. I just, I don't understand the folks who can go into the voting booth and be like, John Sununu, who's, he's doing great, and also Maggie Hassan. Like, what? They're completely different. They have completely different values. They want completely different things. Mm-hmm. How can you vote for both? It makes zero sense to me. Well, they don't do anything. We like our New Hampshire people like politicians who don't do anything. 
So (laughs) (laughs) we'll elect you as long as you don't do anything. Okay, so you think that's the the theme that's that's binding? I think it's an incumbent. I think it's a familiarity. Remember, Hassan's a former governor. You know, she's been around a while, and it's just a really common thing that happens in New Hampshire. It's just a really common thing. Yeah. You know, and it happens in Massachusetts too. They elect governors as as their as their their governor. They elect Republicans for governor. It's just how it is. Even Vermont, Vermont has had a Republican governor. Maine had a Republican governor. Right. Connecticut could get one. That would be wild if Connecticut got one. And then you really know there was a wave. But I just wanted to toss that out there. Things are looking good. I did want to say in Arizona, our governor race, once again, governor, looking good in Arizona. Oh, Carrie's going to win? Carrie's starting to pick up the pace against Hobbs. Yay! She's up four, according to the last polling. Um, I would classify this personally as a tie. It comes from the Trafalgar Group, well-known Republican firm, tends to skew a little bit right. So with Lake up four, probably put her up one or two. You know, but that's enough. That's a win. Yeah. That's a win. And, um, um, I will say, just being on the ground here, not a lot of attack ads against Carrie Lake. Basically, no attack ads against Carrie Lake. That's Basically, true. no ads at all around the governor race. Um, you know, I see a handful against Hobbs. Yeah, there's the RGA ad against Hobbs. Yep. Yeah. And I've seen a handful. Well, I was seeing a handful for her, like her own ads. Yeah. But I haven't seen them in a while. Yep. Yeah, so um, so that's what's going on here. Um, Blake Masters, he's down two Ooh, to Kelly. Talk about a lot of attack ads. <laughs> it's around the clock on the radio. It's around the clock. It's around the clock on television. And every day when you go to your mailbox, you get a flyer. Oh, my goodness. So that you get to see all of the things that Blake Masters has said. In fact... The Democrats somehow sent me an anti-masters uh, pamphlet, and um, it was attacking women's rights. And I was like, I didn't. I don't think it's appropriate that they are assuming my gender. I agree. How come Max didn't get one? Hmm? Hmm? Men can get pregnant. Yeah. Unicorns can get pregnant. I don't know how. I haven't figured that one out yet. So, yeah, I mean, I just assume that our senator race here is dead in the water. But what what does the poll say? Does they Kelly's have up one? two. He's only up two? Only up two. Yo, if he loses to Masters, uh, that is a wave. Because, That's like, wow. That would be a wave. Because not that I don't like Kelly, but as Democrats go, he's not incredibly offensive. He's not a whack job. Well, once again, he's a do-nothing. Yeah, he's a do-nothing. He's a backbencher. He's a backbencher. He's a complete backbencher. And the only reason he's in the Senate is because he got to run against an appointed person in an off year. And the appointed person, guess what? Little, little, little off the reservation. <laughs> and so he gets to run against someone, uh, too, who doesn't, has no self-discipline. And if you got a guy who gets to put on his Navy cap, hey, you know, I'm a veteran. Oh, Served are they going to have a Senate uh, debate here? They'll have a Senate debate. When is it? Well, look it up. When are all the debates? I mean, we're not, well, I guess we are still kind of far out. We're like, what, seven-ish we're, weeks we're out? Closer. We're, yeah, we're seven weeks out. We're getting there. Yeah, so. So that's where we are. Um, so anyways, Carrie Lake... Making some moves 
our governors looking good, your Senate candidates. Oh, they need some love. Oh, they need some love. I'm actually now very optimistic. I can't believe he's only winning by two. Like right. to me, I'm like, wow, maybe there's actually a chance. I thought I was gonna hear you were gonna Polo. be like, oh, they're up ten. It's like okay, really close. <laughs> so I'm feeling better. I'm feeling feeling positive. Pakistan's worst ever floods, record heat in China, never seen before wildfires in Europe. Put it all together, and 2022 is going down as a year when climate change took on biblical proportions. According to former United States Vice President Al Gore, the steady drumbeat of climate disasters is, for Gore, who's chairman and co-founder of Generation Investment Management. This is a vivid reminder of what's at stake as politicians and investors weigh up whether to throw their weight behind the transition to clean energy. So I wanted to bring this up here. Um, because uh, we mentioned Climate Week previously right and so al gore is a climate week oh he has to be it's like and i was reading this and i'm going okay this sounds like if you ever need a laugh go to go to youtube and google the most depressing graduation speech in history <laughs> and it's a two-minute clip of al gore telling the university of tennessee essentially how they're all going to die <laughs> in the next 10 years <laughs> congratulations to graduating college it's already too late for you to do anything was essentially the gist of the message. <laughs> and it's horrible. And it's really funny. And the music they put to it is beautiful. I forget. It might AEI did it. Maybe CEI. One of those Washington think tanks did it. Very funny. But this is what caught my eye. I was wondering what Al Gore is up to. You know, I always consider he's just making stupid movies and giving speeches and getting paid <laughs> to do that. You know, that's how he makes his buck. Right. No, he's got a more insidious way of making a buck these days. And they, and they, and they show it out there. Chairman and co-founder of Generation Investment Management. What does that even mean? Do you know what generation investment management is? No. It's essentially Al Gore's hedge fund. Oh, good. That's what we need. Yeah. 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 So do you think Al Gore might want companies to push all their chips into the ESG, environmental, social government? Yeah, probably. Bucket? Probably. Probably. Do you think he's got a motive here? Do you think he'd get more? Do you think his generation... Investment management might make more money if more people invested into the companies that he's already invested in. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Might hmm. be a motive. Yep, might be. Do you know how big his house is? Smaller than Obama's? Larger than Obama's. What? 10K square feet. You know why? How Compound do you think? interest. How do you think? How do you... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's right. He bought it in the he bought it in the early two thousands. Expanded. Yeah. How many migrants are you thinking can fit at Al Gore's climate change Palooza house? Oh, many. How many solar panels do you think he could have there instead, or or windmill wind thingies that are ugly and terrible? You know, they found out the years ago when they found out how big his house was. Somebody finally tracked it down and figured it out, and they calculated all the costs. The best is both people could do with is like, well, he offsets it by donating. <laughs> it's, a, it's a John Kerry. Well, John Kerry offsets his private jet travel by uh, giving speeches, luring people to the problem that he's, that he's causing, if you're to believe the, what he says. Watch me cause global warming with my private jet. It's a nice one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Antidepressants work only 15% of the time. We've never been more drugged as a country, and uh, the drugs that we're on don't work, as they're supposedly. So God only knows what they're doing to us. Great. 43 million people take SSRIs. That's wild. 43 million people, and only 15% derive any more benefit from the drug than they would a sugar pill. <laughs> and why are they still on it? More than 60% of Americans on SSRIs have been taking the drugs for more than two years, and 6 million have been on them for a decade or more. Some patients stay on them to avoid withdrawal symptoms. Oh, good. Does that sound like something that's making you better if you have no. withdrawal from it? No, it does not. This is our monthly note to never, ever, 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 ever swallow an SSRI. Never, ever, 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 ever take one. Or you end up shooting up your school. All right. Okay. Moving on. Moving on to the fun section of the day. All right. We've got some, we've got some fun ones here. I want to, I want to end with, with yours. Okay. But I want to do some quick hits. Okay. All right. The Philadelphia Eagles. Good team or great team? Um, they are not in the same tier as Buffalo because Buffalo is in the, their own tier, but Buffalo, they're in okay. the second tier. So they're in the tier below the Buffalo Bills. Yes. So they're a great team. Great football team. Well, it's only been two weeks. It's been two weeks, but they're looking good. They're, they look good. They look good. You want to know how you, you want to know how a football team gets that good? Hmm. Internal competition, grit, working hard. You want to talk about working hard? You want to talk about earning your buck? Eagles punt returner forced to park half a mile away from stadium when the player's lot attendant didn't believe he was a player. Philadelphia Eagles punt returner Britton Covey was forced to park a half a mile from the player's entrance Sunday when security did not believe he was a player. Covey had to park in the public parking lot with Eagles fans tailgating before the game. He was called up from the practice squad to the active roster on Sunday. How do they not have, like, pictures? Yep. What? That left Covey with one solution. He had to park with the general public and walk to the players' entrance to the stadium. I've got to prove myself in Philly before I deserve to be there, Covey said. I had to park about a half a mile away with the tailgaters. And he even took a picture of them with some of them that recognized him. Oh, my gosh. Yep. They helped him. Yep. The tailgaters helped him find his way to the player's entrance. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Um, that's a pretty good one. I think we will end uh, then with yours after this. Uh, Sweet. Let's do it. All right. Well, you introduced this. This is this is your story. You are like, we have to end with this. Um, okay, so I don't even know what... I, okay, I found this on Instagram. So I didn't like collaborate it, corroborate it with um, an actual website, but it's from Curve USA, which maybe you can look up for me if I don't know what that is, but. It's a one of a kind credit card and digital wallet. Okay, so maybe it's got some information on spending habits. So they produced a list of the top 10 online shopping sites in 2022, I guess thus far. And the first one is Amazon. And you're thinking, okay, that makes sense. The second one is OnlyFans. And then you think, ick, gross. Let's pretend we didn't see that. 
That's yep. eBay, Which, Target. Which, by the way, is stunning. Disturbing. Uh, and then it's eBay, Target, Best Buy. Okay, those all make sense. Number six is Long John Silver. This was the one that I saw first. Like, what? So, Amazon makes sense. OnlyFans, if you look at internet traffic data, also makes sense. <laughs> eBay, Target, Best Buy, all makes sense. Um, Home Depot, Walmart, Etsy. I'm surprised to see Etsy up that high, actually. Good for Etsy. Good for Etsy. Yeah, I was about to say, good for Etsy, Kohl's, Walmart. I mean, all of these places are just kicking. Long John Silver's. Com. You just look at it and you're like, was that a typo? Did they mean something else? Did I did did we miss the Long John Silver's boom? I was just like, uh, do they sell groceries? Like, I just don't understand. I just I don't understand. That's what I don't understand either. I don't. It's not a statement against Long John Silver's. Oh, it's a statement against Long John. Silver's. I'm not making a statement against I'm Long John Silver's. As I said, them. I've never had Long John Silver, so I cannot comment. But their food looks delicious. Okay. And I'm going to need to get some because apparently it's the sixth most popular thing that people are buying. So long, long John, long John silver. But, but so, so what came to me when I saw that was, wasn't so much the, the, the food quality or perceived food quality in your mind, because you too also have not had long John silver. So you cannot speak to that. It's fried fish. I, I got what's it. wrong with fish fry. Ugh. Fish, fish is delicious. Chips. It doesn't need to be fried. You can get grilled options at Long John Silver. Okay. Anyway, my first, my my thought was it's not the largest franchise. When McDonald's or Burger King or Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, America runs on Dunkin'. Well, remember this is online, not in person. But that's what I'm saying. Like, how many of those places have the apps where people just? Like, but that, but, but they, but Long John Silver falls in the same category of that. It's, it's fast, casual dining. Well, maybe they have a really good online platform. That's true. Unlike Dutch Brothers. Unlike Dutch Brothers. Dutch don't Brothers, don't order started. ahead, app, order ahead, please. Long John Silver's. And all I've been thinking about is I need to buy some Long John Silver's. <laughs> I need to go get Long John Silver's. They've got Norwegian lobster bites. It's okay. They looked great. And the package they come in, super cute. <laughs> super cute. Okay. That's why people buy it. They maybe just buy it for the packaging. The packaging looks really cool, folks, on the Norwegian lobster tails. I just got to say it. All right. What, do you, what, do you, what, do, what, what platform do you think you've ordered the most of from in 2022? Amazon. Probably Amazon. Online, yeah, probably. Probably Poshmark. Well, that's for our business. <laughs> <laughs> It'd have to be Amazon for me. DraftKings. Does DraftKings count? No. I don't think DraftKings counts. <laughs> Does gambling count? <laughs> Is that like gambling? All right. Kind of. All right. What time are we at? I don't even know. 40 minutes. We went long. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get you to wrap it up. <laughs> well, you could say wrap it up. No one's paying attention anymore to your ranting. <laughs> All right, folks. We will see you on Friday. And it will be fall. It'll be fall. So cozy up with some pumpkin spice and come hang with us. Maybe on I'll have a, maybe I'll get a pumpkin head for the episode.
There you go. There you'll, go. you'll have to tune in and find out. Exactly. Bye, y'all. Toodles. The chant is drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. <laughs> <laughs>